Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and that technicolor rainbow in between. I won't lie to you, I'm getting a little excited. Today. Today on Renegade Roundup, we have a conversation with Johnny Del Falco. Well, the hashtag piss bull is from two dudes with cats. Now I'm not the new host of the show. So just a really exhausted sleeping man. Exactly! Now you're gonna get it! What you're going to get is big laughs, rude, and conversations, and maybe even some cats. I hope you enjoy it. Listen, sunshine! Live a little! Don't worry about where I came from. Just relax for this weekend of June 19th edition of your new favorite podcast. It's the Renegade Roundup. Welcome back to the Stage of History. It is June 11th when we are recording this. And I will be honest, finding that work-life balance has proven a lot more challenging than I had anticipated. I wanted to try to get a full breakdown of like Virtual Fighter V and uh, talk about stuff in the wrestling world for the Wii Double or Nothing happened earlier. Uh, NWA apparently had a show, and the big break from that is, uh, or the big news following that was Mickey James is now a uh, producer development role to help initiate a uh, women's division, and I think they just announced a pay-per-view that's all women's now because of the uh, the interview that she did on her show, talking about how WWE was not game to play an all-women's show because it didn't make money. Uh, Evolution was basically a one-and-done. It was, a, it was uh, as Gandhi put about uh, Western civilization, it was a wonderful idea. Um, which is not okay in 2021 landscape when you arguably have the greatest women's generation of pro wrestling out there in the indies in the national scene all over the world women are just kicking ass so why not give them a platform to celebrate women uh speaking of platforms in the local scene we had uh early in the week uh, my special guest and i talk a little bit about it uh that there was a local show up in the auburn area run by uh, JBK. Uh, Kendall. Juice Lady. And that seemed like that would have been a hoot. I would have loved to have gone up, but my ride had canceled, and uh, again, that work-life balance, uh, my funds went to the bills, and uh, I know all work and no play makes soul a dull boy, but I'm really tired of feeling this dull. <laughs> um, uh, can't really help it right now, though. Just gotta ride the wave and see what happens. I mean, on the bright side, I have been, I have been making the attempt for the last couple of weeks 
to get fit. Um, I've been going to a, um, an athletic fitness place for private sessions and just realizing how, uh, how my COVID weight has impacted my mobility. And I'm not a big fan of that. My, uh, my fourth session will be tomorrow morning as of this recording. And I'm really having to make some decisions, uh, because right now, mobility and flexibility is the big thing that's hindering progress right now. So I need to see chiropractor. I've, uh, I'm, I'm going to be in the process of getting a chiropractor and potentially a Pilates instructor uh, scheduled to try to fix. Because people don't understand that being six foot five, you're, because of the way everything else is built around you, you really have to be creative when it comes to your mobility. And sometimes that means not using the proper muscles that one would normally use to get around. And so after a while, when you do want those to work, they don't work. So I'm learning that and that sucks. Um, but this isn't, this isn't uh, soul's body shop time. This is the renegade roundup. And uh, I wanted to just apologize in advance that it's not a full on episode. And I didn't want to leave you completely empty handed so I do have a guest. I do have a guest that will uh, hopefully be entertaining and uh, some of the locals might know him pretty well. So uh, this is what happened with our interview on Tuesday. And uh, be good to each other. That's, that's all I ask in these is, uh, it's just, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is an outlet of uh, possibility positivity, respect. Um, I was just introduced to last week, uh, the good people association on YouTube. And so I think that's kind of a, a benchmark of what I want to try to do. I found out about them through Ricky and Elliot of internet today. They were a guest on Josh Brady, uh, which is a hilarious pun puns all over the place on that episode. If you haven't watched uh, good people association, go check them out. Uh, they are really good on the commute home when, uh, when I'm catching up on my Z's and don't want silence and or the jabbering of people on buses. So that's my, that's my pitch for them is they're good on buses, good people association, or I should, uh, I should really be working on my VO stuff. So good people association, they're good on buses. This is your test sentence. Speaking of tests, I think I think I'll try that as well, just to kind of spice things up a little bit, because I really do want to go into voice acting, um, especially when noted. Uh, we were doing uh, we were doing mock calls at my work in, in the training environment, and uh, people really seem to like my my uh, my stoner dad or stoner grandpa sort of sound. But he uh, kind of sounds like uh, Senor Cogage from Homestar Runner, the coolest interpretation of, of the Homestar Runner, of Strong Bad, in the Homestar Runner universe. I, uh, I can go on this for hours, and I can, uh, I could change it up if I want to, but it's early, and this is how I actually feel. Senor Cogage, my man. Yeah. Round of applause, everybody. Yes, I'm clapping my hands. Anyway, this is going off the rails. 
nod to the old derailed podcast. Um, yeah, we'll leave you to it. We'll get the we'll get the interview up, and uh, I do hope to try to get more content. It's just figuring out that work life balance right now because um, full time job, commuting from Tacoma to Seattle to do it, and then I have the crazy notion of working out afterwards or just exploring the area so I get home late I leave early you know I'm probably I'm probably preaching to the choir a lot of you probably know about this already it's it's kind of a new one for old soul here because uh, it's not used to uh, not used to jobs lasting or paying well so this is uh, this is a first for me anyway I hope you have a wonderful day wonderful weekend wonderful evening whenever you are listening to this and uh without further ado the mystery guest at the table will reveal themselves momentarily and here it is and now for something completely different welcome heroes of earth you have been chosen to receive the most glorious of gifts. Welcome back to the latest edition of the Renegade Roundup. We're trying to... Uh, Getting back into the swing of things. It has been a busy time in the world of pro wrestling. And we have another mystery guest to share our our thoughts and opinions on the passion that is pro wrestling. So, mystery guest, who are you and what do you do? Hello, my name's Johnny. Uh, I'm an independent wrestling fan. Uh, some of you Defy Folk may know me as Redshirt. Um, that's a whole story for another time, but hello. It's so nice to see you. Talk Pleasure to, you. to see you as well, yeah. Mr. Redshirt. Yeah. Oh, do I, do I need an intro with that? Because that's a whole story in and of I itself. I mean, we've got time if you want to okay. share the story. If there was ever a time to say that's a story for another time, this I, might I be the time to do it. My closest claim to fame is... Uh, Long story short, didn't move for a dive in time, so Ethan dove on Phoenix, and they landed on me. Ah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was wearing my red Jack Sexsmith shirt, and it kind of just took off as, hey, red shirt, good catch. Thank you. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, that's how that's how names in the FGC kind of come about as well, is like, it's not... It's not the player that comes up with the names. It's the people around them that the people comes come up, up with the with name the and name. it sticks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really get that that much anymore, but still, every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, Roger, what's up? Like, hey, guys. Well, it's the OGs that know. So then that, that just oh, means yeah. that, hey, you are you oh, got yeah. cred and you know. So I mean, that was what? Defy 10 or Defy X, the first anniversary show. Yeah, oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. But I mean, still, two very uh, prestigious names to have just fall on your lap. Just fall on my lap. And um, Ethan HD did once say that I was the third best catch he ever had. So <laughs> I'm going to take that honor with me to the grave. 
Yes, so, yes, as you, you should, as you should. <laughs> there are many Defy milestones that uh, mm-hmm. that I hold near and dear to my heart. For instance, I get to say that my first time kiss, kissing a man won him a championship, that being our current champion, Ravenous oh. Randy Myers. I, I got the honor, not during, like before the match, but afterwards during intermission. I was like, hey, Randy, if you ever need one, I got you. And then Randy goes, hey, can I kiss you? I'm like, all right, let's do it. Nice. And I did, and it was it was it was nice. Yeah. Nice. Randy Myers. He's is a, a good, good kisser. kisser. He's a good kisser. He's a good kisser. I'll give him he's, that. Good he's, job, Randy. He's, and especially like if you if you go back on the footage, um, mm-hmm. I think I think the show was called uh, Into the Fire. No, it was I after so. Into the Fire. No, well there was. Oh goodness, I'm I'm Let me just people gonna, people, the the it's it all is a blur, especially since it's been more than a year since shows. It's been In more any than case, a year. Yeah, it Whoa. has because because it was uh it was the February show because February. I went to because I went to um uh January was the without a cause where mm-hmm. um Jeff Cobb randomly showed up as for the Chris oh, Bay yes, Open yes. Invitational. And then I went to the following month's Defy, and that mm-hmm. ended up being the last Defy was when Shaft dropped the belt to Myers. Oh, was that? Um, oh my goodness! Oh, cage match. Why don't you work properly? Because, because I can see the poster in my head. It was Kings of Crash. Kings of Crash. That's what it was. That Thank was, you. Yep. Thank. Mm-hmm. Be- and and also that was the one with the street fight with Bestia. The dude yep. next. The dude next to me. Mm-hmm. He was the one that got his belt taken by Bestia in the street fight. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. And if you uh, so, there's two. Th- I wasn't at that show, sadly. I, God, when was the last? I'm sure. I'm sure it's on demand on the on the local services. But if you do catch oh, yes. it, there's two. There's two very important things. The guy next mm-hmm. to me lost his belt, and when Ethan went to high, who... I'm sorry. Was go that ahead. the guy who always has like the replica belt? No, no. This was an oh, older guy. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, this was this was this looked like your grandpa just ch- just chilling uh, oh, at yeah, a show. Say, that's a completely different, dude. <laughs> there is that guy. There are always mm-hmm. at least one of those guys at shows. There's always at least one guy. And my There's always at least always one guy that that feels his worth is in the replica belts that he buys and shows off. My friend says one day he's just gonna roll him up from behind, completely unexpected. One, two, three. <laughs> that's my belt now. Because if you're gonna be wearing a belt, you better <laughs> be defend it. it. You better be ready to defend it. Twenty four seven rule doesn't have to be twenty four seven title. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, but uh, but the the other important thing in that particular matchup because there was a lot of really mm. cool things in that show. If you go back and watch it, when American Guns come out and Ethan HD. Goes to like I'm reaching for the high five. I'm sometimes unaware of how tall I am to other people. I'm six foot five. I look oh, like a giant. I'm six, sorry. I yeah. I look like a giant to many many a people, and so I'm I'm reaching up for a high five. The at the normal distance that a normal person would, you know, shoulder up and all that. Oh yeah, just like hey. And Ethan had to Ethan jump to jump. reach my yeah. hand for the high five. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've learned that it's more. I have to go arm out, not arm yes. up. Yes. If I need a high five from ninety percent of people, I still apologize to Ethan to this day about like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I had to make you jump during your intro for a high five. It's an extra warm up for him. I'm sure right? he'll be okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not uh, it's not jet to fly levels of hops, but it's pretty close. Oh, that's a I've never seen them, but I've heard they're really 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 good. 
Oh, Jet Two Fly is phenomenal. Like okay. the like he it's uh, he's the one where I think it was the one off Rain show, the one of the unmentionable shows. The uh, you know. Oh the, the, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So it's you know the, the bear show. Yes, yes, the bear show. The, the bear, bear was probably the bear was probably the best part of the show, other than the battle royale where uh where one of the guys was going for a power slam and there was a thunderstorm before the show started. When he power slammed the dude in the battle royale, there was thunder that crashed on impact and he took That's credit for awesome. it as he should. That is great. Yeah, and yeah, I think Jetsu Knight was in that battle royale and. Yeah, he lived up to his name. We were scared that he was gonna hit the, hit the roofing at the top. So, mm. uh, yeah, Jet Two Knight's incredible. Um, I would definitely put things. I would definitely put him up there with um, uh, Judas Iscaris, le- Judas Icarus levels of uh, of uh, High Fly. Icky's my boy. So Icky was comparing... in so in that yeah. so in that uh, in that uh, Kings of Crash there was a fatal mm. four way where your boy won that. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's a good lineup there. Yes. Eli serves Cabbage. It was a, it was a solid show. That's it, this looks really good. <laughs> you should watch uh, it when we're done with this. I really should. And just see how fat my head is, because I swear to God, anytime <laughs> that I am found on camera, I am always pictured from my side and I pretty like i'm really hard on myself i think i have a really fat cheese head and uh yeah there, there's some there's confirmed that i've got a big head it's one thing about working in an, like a glasses shop when you're trying on stuff just for fun and you're like wow i need the ones that are fat head. like these are for big heads oh these yes. are the only ones that fit comfortable like i have never i have never not had a pair of glasses that had a hinge frame because i have to mm-hmm. oh yeah you have to like you just have to like, so. Or when I go to buy a hat and it's like, hey, do you guys have a size eight? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you know you you hear the traditional like seven and three quarters, seven and you know seven and one eighths, whatever, and it's like, you know, what does like do you do you actually wear a ten gallon hat? I I it, it would probably be comfortable, if not a little loose, but I'd take it because right? I don't want to be like my head is just. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the the other thing that I'm notor- that I'm like really bad about is like I can't wear a hat for t- I can't wear hats for too long because otherwise my scalp will hate me. Oh, same. Yeah, it's I get that weird line of sweat like all along the brim, and then my my head is just like I am on fire. Please it's, let go. It's yeah. um it's flaking for me. Yep, I yep. get that. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like after like the sweat goes away, and then everything just dries out. Dude, everything's like, oh, just so snowing. dry. Everything is so it's dry, snowing. and it's like this is great. yeah, I've had to use my my beard brush on my head. Ooh, I don't know if I have to go that far. Oh, it can get really bad with me. Now. Yeah, so so ten minutes in, and we're we're uh, we're completely <laughs> we haven't talked about a single like One card or match about wrestling. The rest is just vanity. <laughs> it's it's this is this is also a vanity project. You're not wrong. It's totally fine. It's totally, it's totally fine. fine. It's totally fine. Um, you caught you caught. Uh, did you catch uh, Double or Nothing? 
bits and pieces. I haven't okay. had a chance to watch it all okay, yet. So it must have been um, Tarzangif, uh, one of my uh, FGC guys mm. on uh, Twitter. He was the one that uh, said that he was watching it. Then. Yeah, that was uh, dur- that was the day of my anniversary, so there was no chance I was watching that one. Gotcha. So my wife would probably divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, priorities. I understand that. It's... You know, we we were originally wanted to try to get you on a little bit earlier, but you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. my wife surprised me with a dinner she gave, reservation. Yes, surprise dinner reservations. So I'm like, oh, well, I had plans, but uh, hey, you're my wife, and uh, you gotta take priorities. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, how long how long does this make I it had now? To be a good husband. Just had I had to be a good husband, and for sure. Uh, how many? Uh, uh, how long is it now? Six years. It was okay. six years married. Oh, yeah, fantastic. That's How long did you know each other before you uh, tied the uh, knot? Like three. Okay. We dated for uh, just about. Yeah, because we started dating when I was 20. Okay. Now 29. Yeah. So, yeah, it was about three years dating okay. and then six years married. Just just for context, uh, just for, uh, mm-hmm. context I'm, uh, I just celebrated my 36th birthday last oh, week. Well, happy birthday. Thank you very happy much. Birthday. Appreciate it. It's it's one of those things that I uh, I kind of just uh you know, I uh I let one of my coworkers. Well, we were because of because of social distancing and because of the way training is done, oh, it's yeah. all being done through Skype and all that. And so mm-hmm. I just casually dropped it like yeah, um like two different thoughts that I had, Gemini tendencies, you know, just celebrated my birthday last week and then somebody pinpointed is like, "Oh, I didn't know. Happy belated birthday." It's like, "What did you do for your birthday?" Oh, I was working with you. I uh, no. I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't uh, you know bring the balloons and the confetti for the occasion. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, hey, happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's I'm definitely my father's son in the sense that you know I don't recognize holidays, and especially having worked in retail as long as I have, I don't care to. Um. Yeah, my uh, my father is ones that never never acknowledged his birthday, never acknowledged Father's Day. We try to force it on him, and it's just like a thing. Um, yeah, and and that doesn't help that. Uh, so growing up, when my parents were together, they used to do like the traveling shows, like the Tacoma Food and Gift Festival, and that kind of stuff. And uh, those kind of mm-hmm. traveling shows, you hear Christmas right. music four months out of the year. Ooh, my dad was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't blame him don't so blame him. it was just like yeah it's it's how he feels about christmas is how i feel mm-hmm. about um halloween because i'm sorry there is no reason that retail halloween season starts in august no i i, I work walmart <laughs> i was in charge of toys for two years yeah, when I'm getting Christmas freight in July, no, I'm yeah, good. it's I so I uh, survived two years at Fred Meyer, and oh, I worked and I worked uh, and I worked at McLean. We got mm. val. It's like we got Valentine's Day freight before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yep, before Thanksgiving was always it. Around hall around Halloween is when you get Valentine's. Christmas is when you start getting St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. and then Fourth of July is when you start getting Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. like Easter just shows up shortly it after. Shows up. Yep. Yeah, yep. It's like Easter's there for like a week. Sell through it all. Have fun. Yeah, that's how it was. Oh yeah. The the weirdest thing was when I worked at Fred Meyer. They had one small little like you know the the like the disposable shelf things that you usually put like DVDs and random crap. in Oh there. yes. 
So mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. We had one of those with Hanukkah stuff, but it was like well, <laughs> modernized Hanukkah stuff. So the dreidel had emojis. Well, w- the dreidel had emojis. <laughs> dreidel had emojis. Like the dreidel had emojis. I wish I, I'm I was not making too well versed in like how like the symbolism behind like dreidel pieces like dreidel mm-hmm. symbols. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you replicated that with emojis though. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised, but just like I mean, I it's, get it's, it's I a don't. stretch, you know. It's we. I think. Yeah. I think in the 21st. I think in the 21st century, we've come to understand that tradition is pretty much dead. Yeah, it's yeah. all about what it's it's meme culture in a way but like yeah it's you you try to appeal to the hip kids you know it's it's that uh exactly. it's, that, it's that uh steve bushimi meme hey all you hip kids <laughs> exactly hey. mm-hmm. i get that so what is the last show that you watched the last show that i watched in like in full i'm trying to think because like i'm somebody who will like catch bits and pieces Okay. I think the last show that, like, we'll watch them on stream every once in a while. I think the last one we watched was, I'm blanking, but I'm thinking it was WrestleMania. <laughs> so you but did not like, catch the train wreck that was Backlash. No, I avoided that, thank goodness. And I listened to the review of it, and... Yeah, I I had some very stern feelings about particular parts of the show. I I mean, if you gave me a build to zombies, right? Yeah, I feel like it could have been done okay, but I was like, wait, I saw people posting like zombies. I'm like, excuse me, excuse right? It's only May. (laughs) There's actual zombies, and Mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, this is a movie tie-in. Mm-hmm. You guys put this on pay per view. You put this on pay per view. This on pay per view. You did. You made this booking decision the day of the pay per view. Yeah. And had the budget for could, it. Yeah, you guys could have been like, "Hey, we'll do that this just, a couple weeks on Raw." I just realized all of the stars that got released was probably because they went over the budget with the zombies. They probably went over the budget on zombies. Oh Although my god! I do believe a lot of the zombies were like NXT guys. Because I know uh, Alex Zane was one of them. Oh, that's funny. He, I saw Instagram pictures where they're like pictures of them in gimmick and just like all that stuff. Dude, could you imagine Rick Boogs as a zombie? That would have been awesome. Just like a zombie like, just like slowly shredding. It's like my fa- my so my three favorite things in NXT right now. Because I mean mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano is a constant, so I don't have to add him because he's just constant, always yeah. he's just oh, yeah. he's just always great. But the three mm-hmm. best new things going on right now. Rick Boogs, Cameron Grimes, yep, and Hit Row. Oh hell yeah! Because Hit Row is for that's so cool. I am so glad that Swerve has a posse. Thank you. I was like, I was talking to people, and they're like, "Oh, I don't get it." I'm like, "How do you not get it? This dude is so cool." And now he's got a posse with him. Like, yeah. How do you not like this? It's 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 you people just... are afraid of authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know. Somebody's like, it's 10 years too late. I'm like, mm, that's where you're wrong. Because here's like, the thing. To those that know, hip-hop never died. Exactly. Never, it's cool is forever, and they are cool. 
Yeah, it's it's and that's the whole thing is cool is confidence. Confidence is key in being cool. And those that knew before, they know now. And in case you didn't know, now you know because hit row. There you go. See? Gosh. You pick up what I'm putting down? Oh, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Now everyone else needs to. Right. That's the thing. It's like everyone else needs to wake up and knew what we have known here the whole time. Oh, exactly. It's like we've known this for what? Four or five years because now, in in cool in, in a defy crowd nothing was more over than when chaka khan came on the radio and oh, i oh my, still i love when day. he i think like I, I think i caught an interview um oh i forget who it was that interviewed swer but he talked exactly about that that like it's you know the the room was electric and talking about like everybody and he oh said including gosh, including white I guys were dancing to chaka khan I know exactly which interview you're talking about, and I cannot remember for life me who it was. It's, I think it's on his Instagram page, but it's like probably yeah. But dude, oh. it's just like swerved. when you first heard like that intro kick in, and everybody's just like, "Yep, here we go." Yep, this yep. is it. <laughs> yep, the first the first time, the, the I will I will say this. Um, I you know it's I'm it's no secret that I'm working on trying to improve myself so I can eventually be a wrestler. I will yeah. be the first to admit, without Swerve, there would be no soul. Because oh. because Defy 4 was the first show that I ever went to. First mm. indie show I ever went to. Yeah. And the electricity from that man woke me up. Oh, yeah. Like, I, for the past, like, six, seven, maybe eight years, I've been going to, like, Portland Indies. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody there that could touch Swerve in terms of like, this dude has it. There is and an it th- thing. There's an it. There tangible. is, and I, and I love and that. It. I love that there was a video that came out some time ago, where mm-hmm. um, MVP had a uh, basically sat down and talked with Swerve, and this was when MVP finally showed up at a Defy show. And oh, yeah, and there was and there was like a it was a backstage video that somebody took on like MVP believed in Swerve, you know, mm-hmm. long oh, before yeah. um, WWE took notice. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was some form of like, hey, check this kid out yes. from him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happened. I I I can guarantee you. There was probably some word of mouth from Leo Rush because remember he got called up before. Oh yeah, Leo Rush was in there for a while. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the Defy Six was the last full-on Defy show at Temple Theater, and the and the main event of that was Swerve and Rush. Yeah, that's before. I'm so bummed I never got to see uh, Leo. He's like the one guy that I'm like I would like to see him now. Leo was something else, man. Like um, I didn't, I, like... I didn't, I didn't get to see his uh, his transformation, but I did catch an on demand. Mm. I think it was Defy Three. Um, it was either Defy One or Defy Three that he uh, he had like this. He had his own like um, Finn Balor demon oh, was, sort of. Paint. Oh, was is that called like? Blackheart. Blackheart. Yes. 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 Because because it comes out with a um. It was the the more current version of Paint It Black. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, the, I think the, that was. I want to say that was three. I think I think it was. I feel three. like I've watched. I feel like I've watched that before. That's right. Was it was three because I caught up on watching that because mm-hmm. um I felt bad that I missed um uh, Johnny Mundo. Because the main event oh was. Gosh. 
because the main event was uh, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Mundo and Swerve. And at the end of it, Taya Valkyrie and uh, his girlfriend at the time, uh, Swerve's girlfriend at the time, uh, they had a dance off at the end of it. Oh, that's wonderful. I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Defy 3 is worth yeah. a watch. Johnny uh, Johnny Mundo was Johnny one of the things Place that Placer there. here. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. he 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 has a chameleon last name to 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 match the aesthetic. <laughs> it's Johnny adjective. Johnny adjective. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the things that got, so like me and my buddies we were like we saw from like I think it was like the fight whatever one like Cody was supposed to show up at. We like heard of that. Yes. Like, okay, maybe we'll head out there sometime. Def- yeah, it was Defy we One. Like, waiting. Yeah. Or what's that? Okay. Defy the, the we first. Like, the first whoa, Defy whoa. was the was uh Cody was the main event draw. Because code because it was like we need like the one name that gets us to make the drive up. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we just need to be able to commit, but like we want that one name that'll get us there. Cody was that Mundo name absolutely, was, and that was like one the... of them. And then Riddle got announced. Because main event for Defy Eight was Riddle versus Swerve. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Got, that, like, that that one, we're like, yep, we're going. That oh, dude, that was it. And then um, I think we missed Defy Nine. I think that was the first one with Aries, where Aries showed up. He wasn't fighting for the belt yet. Okay, and then we went to yeah. Defy Ten, and then it's kind of been like, boom, we're in the community now. Yeah. For sure, like you know, when there when there was when there was word that a a, a Vice documentary was in development, you know that we made it. And oh like, yeah, and like here's so here's so here's a funny thing. Uh, there were, I think it was it was before, it was before AEW fully started. So what, 2018? It was like 2018. Yeah. 2018, December of 2018. I remember watching that. So December of 2018, there were two to five shows. Mm-hmm. There was the one where um, Penta was a surprise appearance. Yes, yes. When he showed, so I so I was at that one. I was not where the Young Bucks made a surprise appearance. I was at that one. Tell me, that was like that was like a weird buzz before that show, right? Because 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 I was I was following like teased it. They're like, Mm -hmm. we're gonna make it defiant, and then like so like me. And my group of like my three buddies I go with, we'll usually try and meet up with some of the locals sure. before the show and just BS. Mm-hmm. We'll go eat at uh, you know Washington Hall. If you go like up the hill and like to yep. the left, there's a chicken and waffles place there. We always try and I get need to go there with there. you next time. That place is so good. Next time we all can make it up there, we're going. Yeah, yeah. Take me with you. There was like twelve of us there. We're all just buzzing the whole time, dude. The Bucks might show up. Like, oh my gosh. And then it was. Uh, I think it was, I know it was uh, Guillermo, I want to say Cash, and Randy, or um, Carl, Carl, former Cunningham. I think he's Carl Randers now. Okay. They jumped uh, the guy whose name I don't like to mention anymore. It was a different time back then. It was we, a different time. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, the lights go out, and you just hear the... That is probably the biggest pop I've ever heard of Washington All. Was like the the mic the mic was, was popping so watching the YouTube video about it. Oh, it was insane live. Like the only other time there. I could think of like a pop that loud that I've experienced in Washington Hall mm-hmm. was when the Lucha Brothers showed up. Yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Now and it uh, was just insane. So good. 
so good. Now, now the thing I remember specifically was mm-hmm. the tweet where I knew what was going on was when they when they put out a gif of uh, Frodo, no yes. Frollo from Hunchback, saying, yes. how, how, dare "How dare you defy me?" And that yep. ended up being that the was name. The one where we were just- we were all just like around, like look, they said it. Defy they it. said the oh thing, and that and that ti- that ended up being the title of the Being the Elite episode. Yep, I, yep. And then it was kind of cool to like watch from their perspective. Like they came out of the curtain, and it's like I don't remember seeing myself in the episode because I always look because I'm that guy. It's like, hey, look, it's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, I was there. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, the, and the was... and the amazing thing is they took they basically took a red eye flight that morning mm-hmm. to just randomly show up. Not not even like staying for uh like getting a bite to eat beforehand. No, it was just run and gun From and go. What and go. I heard was during I wanna say it was during intermission. I believe I could be telling the story all wrong, but somebody explained they went to the airport when the show started. Mm-hmm. Drove there, picked them up, and they were like hunched down in the car because I think they showed up during <laughs> yep. intermission. Yep. I want to say it was during intermission. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been before, but there were still people outside. So they had to hunch down and sneak them in the back, and then they went straight out. Yep. It was like, it was it's, awesome. The, the amount of stories that, like, at least like the, the sprinkles that I get from, from Matt and Jim, mm-hmm. it, it's like an espionage mission. Oh yeah, like like uh, I remember like when he was talking uh, casually about uh, taking Cody from the hotel to the show and back, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's it's like you know he is a solid snake. It's it, it's oh, uh, yeah. your mission. Should you choose to accept? There was it? somebody I, I think. Oh, I want to say it was Hero, but I don't think it was Hero. Said so they kind of had to do the same thing with the Lucha Brothers when they showed up. Oh yeah, it wouldn't they surprise either- me. They had to, like, sneak them in, like, in the back, and, like, mm-hmm. but they showed up, like, it was the opening promo. So, I'm wondering, I don't remember if they got there super early or they had to, like, sneak them in. Maybe they were incognito, Probably you know, incognito. Not, not, in, not in gear and face paint. I would assume not. But, yeah, because, I mean, you know how it is. Like, you wait, like, three hours outside out front. Like, oh, yeah. it's kind of hard to sneak people in if people are, like. Especially because you got to part the crowd in order to drive in there. Oh yeah, it's like so when it's... when especially when it gets closer to gate open time and the line is stretching oh, yeah. through the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it's but... through the neighborhood. It's like up the hill, and it's mm-hmm. like you, now your your line's like two blocks deep. Like yeah, but but I will tell you, some of the best time happens before the show. Oh, before the show, like not not just like not just talking with the fans and talking about like you know hearing mm-hmm. their perspectives and all of those stuff. But my favorite time was. Getting there because uh, it was, it must have been one of the December shows where um, the Prince of Parkland, Jack Evans, was just casual, uh, yeah. casually hanging out in in the front door. Uh, That's awesome. And and like he borrowed one of the dude's vape pens because he left he left his <laughs> charger at home or something. But yeah, That's we were just great. we were just chatting it up with the Prince mm-hmm. of Parkland, and I'm like, yeah, I you know. It's like, it's like we it's did that good. at the Progress show when Progress came to Washington Hall. That must have been um, the one. That must have been the one because I was at Progress. 
Um, and then I remember TK Cooper's upstairs, like over, like when you come in, yeah. there's that set of windows and TK Cooper's just hanging out the window. Like, Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> and I remember I got him like, cause he does the little circle game thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm like, Hey TK. And I did it to him. He goes, that doesn't count, dude. I'm up here. I have no choice. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I still got you. Oh, dude. And it's, and it's like, you, you have like. It's it's a fun time for everybody, but you definitely know there are some people that have, uh, that that have more fun and interaction than others. Um, oh yeah. S- since uh, I will say, probably, one of the most awkward times um, that that I have had a a, a interaction not interaction with somebody was so mm-hmm. the show where um, uh, Swerve dropped the belt to Artemis Spencer. Okay. Okay, so that was a 30-minute main event. And mm-hmm. WWE legend Ivory was a special guest in attendance. I remember. I wasn't at that show, but I heard about that. And I was pissed. I was like, shit, I missed Ivory. So there were, there were two very important things. So she had some really cool interactions. So one, mm-hmm. uh, when they said, we have a special guest, WWE mm-hmm. icon Ivory. Yes. And she got to do what so many people have wanted to do. And flip off Teddy Longlegs. <laughs> now I'm in. The, I'm personally in the camp that Teddy did nothing wrong, but I know that is a very unpopular opinion to some of the. Are we talking ones. about the Laparka incident now? Uh, we're we're talking about the ref, and apparently there was an incident where mm-hmm. he gets nuclear heat just by standing there, and I'm like, what? He's doing his job. Okay, because. There's a backstory that you know. Okay, go on. So, from what I remember, mm-hmm. I can't even remember why they were there, but it was La Parca, uh, and I think it was La Parca Jr., or it was L.A. Park and La Parca Jr. I think they were wrestling the guns because they're the best. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a spot where, like, La Parca takes off his belt and starts, like, whipping Ethan, like, once or twice, he gets Ethan with it. Sure. And they're, ha going around, blah, blah, blah. And then they grab his shirt, pull it up, pour water down his back, and swat him with the belt, too. Apparently, Teddy? nobody told... Yes. Okay. Apparently, nobody told him that this is going to happen. It was like, no, no, please stop. And they still did it anyways. Oh. So, the time, was like, oh, haha, funny, funny. And then, like, he's like, yeah, I had no idea that was going to happen. Like, And then some people were like, dude, it's just part of the show. Shut up. And I was like, yeah, you know what? kind of got to respect him and be like, hey, like, you're working together. You kind of got to like, I th- I th- yeah, it's like you got, if you're going to pull a stunt like that, you got to let everybody know. Involved. I think you got to let everybody know, which it's like, yeah, uh, during the moment he was like, whoa, whoa. But then like it happened. He was like, ah, sold for a bit. And I think like in the moment he kind of took it in stride. But yeah, it's like kind of, I, th- I, I think, I like, think Ethan has said in passing, like he has loosened up a lot since that particular uh, event. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, there are definitely okay. some refs that like really, take their job very seriously um and, yeah and, and, and then the boys would be like just man lighten up man yeah and i think i but i understand like if that's the case like you're like hey i didn't give the approval to this please stop and did anything like okay I yeah it's and, and you know it's that. like it's like welts will heal that's fine mm-hmm. the one the one that i remember that was like a real dick move uh mm-hmm. was uh do you remember the story about the dude that broke the other competitor's briefcase Without telling No, him. I haven't heard this. So Uh-oh. this was, um, uh, I wish I could remember the names of it, but there's a reason that this will circle around in a second. So okay. there was a there was an up-and-comer, 
uh, that had a really you know convincing heel gimmick, and uh, another up and comer hero guy that had like this really extravagant, really nice looking themed briefcase to go with his outfit. Well, apparently the heel didn't tell the good guy that he was going to use his briefcase as a weapon because it was a one-off. And so it broke, it shattered. He was upset because they didn't talk about it beforehand. And and, um, Ethan Page stepped in to contribute the funds to help get a replacement for the dude. Oh, that's cool. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I... Mm. I told the story to Ethan HD <laughs> thinking that it was him that did it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Thankfully, bless his heart. Thankfully, bless his heart. Mm-hmm. He took it in stride and uh, and said, oh, yeah, us all Ethans are all the same. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this, this, was, this was definitely yeah. in my I'm just trying to figure out indie stuff naivete. Because mm-hmm. for like two years, I was convinced that Ricochet was at an NXT show because somebody said, you recognize this guy from Lucha Underground? Talking about Swerve <laughs> as Killshot, not as oh, Ricochet. Yeah. Nope. And, and, oh I was, my God. And, and for two <laughs> years, I was convinced mm-hmm. that Ricochet was part of D- Defy. But it's like no, we really <laughs> wanted to get to f- get Ricochet before he got signed, but we never yes. got him. And I'm just like, yeah, my my brain will just sometimes mm-hmm. artificially make memories, and that happened to be one of them. Oh yeah, um, God. So I have a buddy who was booking a local territory down here, and he'll tell me all the time, like, oh, we're trying to get this guy, we're trying to get this guy. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we got him was Jeff Cobb. I was like, wait, where have I heard that name before? He goes, do you watch Lucha Underground? I was like, yeah. He goes, you know, I think it was Matanza. The guy who just yes. bulldozed everybody. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the same dude. He goes, you didn't know that? No. There's, there's, yeah, there's a lot like. like um, a lot. That, yeah. Like Marty the Moth. It took me it took me a hot minute to know it was that Marty. Yeah. And then Marty, uh, oh god, Martin Cassis. Yeah. yeah, Martin Cassis. Yep, that's the one. And mm-hmm. apparently, has he ever worked? No, I don't think he I has. Think He's so. worked a lot of places. Like I just found mm-hmm. out from a um uh the queen of wrestling. Uh, she's been doing a uh, uh a watch along of Tough Enough, and I didn't mm-hmm. know that Marty was in Tough Enough. He was. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's Marty. That's Marty. I should watch that show. It's uh there are definitely yeah. some moments. Um it it definitely was when they were fully entrenched in reality shows because mm-hmm. Booker was going to get hot with one of the oh, young yeah. comers saying, "Man, if you're not taking this seriously, you might as well not come back." I, I like you're insulting the... me by how little you're putting into this. What was it like the first season that I had Maven? I remember watching Tough Enough, and I remember Maven. Yeah. Maven's my god. That also kind of broke, quote-unquote, broke kayfabe for me. Because I was like, sure, 10. Sure. And I was like, wait, why is Triple H, like, 
not selling for this guy. <laughs> what did he just get super? Like, is this guy just really bad? Yeah, I think I think uh, the one the the watch along that I caught was like season four or five. So it was in that like it was in that like, was in that, like huge like reality mm-hmm. barn sort of thing that was ran by Stone yes. Cold. Trish Stratus was a trainer as well. Oh, that's right. Yep. And this was, I think, the first time you saw it. Trish with uh, with brunette hair. With brunette hair, and that threw me off so bad. It, like, yeah, it still it still kind of does, but it's like, you know what? She's no longer with WWE. She doesn't have to be a blonde for Vince anymore. Yeah, that, and but it's still it's kind of jarring at first. He's like, it was. Whoa. It really was. But... Who are you? <laughs> like, who are you? Oh, oh, you're true. No, you're not. It's like no you're brunette. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember that. Where's where's the where's the trench with the like the, the bustier and the, the yeah. Col- college me was college me was a huge fan of Trish. Yeah, yeah. I would. It's I always say like Stacy Keebler helped me discover a lot about myself in my teenage years. Very fair. Very fair. <laughs> For me, it was uh, Trish and Jacqueline. Nice. Yeah. Jacqueline, very underrated in terms of like right. actual wrestling ability. Gosh. Yeah. It's like, they say Gail Kim was ahead of her time. Like, nah. Jacqueline was like, if you had Jacqueline around now. I like, mean, to be oh. fair, Gail Kim was. Like, if you see all the she things she did, she did in knockouts, like, mm-hmm. amazing talent. It's just, you know, the reasons that she was hired onto WWE in the first place were um, yeah. misguided at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she walked so the others could run. Yes, there's definitely a lot of that. Like, that. like you know, um, like Victoria. Awesome, Colin. Victoria. Victoria is one. is is so great. Um, yeah, it's it's there's definitely there's definitely some names that it's just like, you know, you had my curiosity, back, like, but now you have my attention. Yeah, like uh, I remember just like watching early TNA and Awesome Kong was just like the coolest thing ever to me. Dude, talking about early <laughs> TNA. Coolest. The 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 there was uh somebody put up not too long ago. It was a roster of 2006 TNA. Holy crap, what a roster. Very. Um cuz you got like a lot of the old WCW guys who aren't quite out of their prime yet. Mhm. And then you've got names like Petey Williams, uh, Frankie Kazarian, uh, AJ Styles, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Amazing Red. You look on it now from like what it was like 15 years ago, and just like I was surprised. I, I completely forgot Roderick Strong was also part of that. Roderick Strong was there, and CM Punk feuded with Raven for like three months there. It's like wow, just an inc- wow, how incredible roster. Oh, because I don't want to pay ten bucks a week on pay per view for a TV show. Okay, that's why I didn't watch at that time. But when they went to free TV, oh, I I have very fond memories of using my dad's Comcast box to catch all the on demand segments for TNA. Yeah, and so my my favorite <laughs> ones were uh, two thousand five era. I think my the my mm-hmm. go to matches was because um, Jerry Lynn I think was two thousand five. But, uh, yes, Jerry Lynn was like X Division champ around this time, something like that. Yeah, and then he had a Ring of Honor run. What? Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of a weird flex, a little bit. <laughs> it's a weird flex. He's like forty five. It's like Ring of Honor champion. Like what? It's like what? Jerry Lynn rules. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 
the preposterousness of pro wrestling is why we love it. Um, but my my go to my my personal all time favorite early TNA match was Abyss versus Sabu in that hardcore street fight. Oh, you just unlocked a memory. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive in that rabbit hole. What memories have I What's unlocked by saying Abyss managed by Father Sabu. James Mitchell versus Sabu? I was I almost had the thought of, wait, was Father James the one who convinced him to kill his dad? Like, no, that was Dr. Stevie. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, just Abyss in 05 was just murdering people. Murdering people. Awesome. Yes. It was awesome. And like and then, you can't you can't not and, convince me that Father James Mitchell is Satan. No, no, you can't. No. It's like, he, he that man that man is Satan. That man is Satan. That man is Satan. He could make anybody just evil. <laughs> it's like, you know if Father James Mitchell is with somebody? that person is going to mess somebody up and it's going to be spooky cool while they do it. Yes, it's like Father James Mitchell equals push, even more than Heyman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Heyman is a good talker, but, like, when Father James, like, takes a mic, he's got, like, that sinister... Yeah, it's... It's it's very sinister minister. It's very... It's very comic book villain. You pay attention because you can't look Mm -hmm. away can't look away exactly like it's i i'm gonna go get a sandwich no wait no you're not james father james mitchell is about to preach (laughs) yes and i am here to listen to it Mm -hmm. oh good times used to be so cool (laughs) it's like they're making a comeback like i'm really impressed with the amount of talent that impact is still Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's impact now it's still pretty good it's i i still have my personal animosities towards moose even though everybody likes him but, like, you know, Impact's pretty good. And it's like, they gave Rich Swan the world title, and I will always appreciate that as, like, an early 2010s PWG guy. Yeah. I will always appreciate them giving Rich Swan a world title. I mean, the, the, it can be pretty, it's a pretty valid argument that Impact currently still has the best women's division in, in all of wrestling. I, Yeah. Jordan Grace. Yeah, they've got jazz. So they got they got jazz, right. and got my jazz. my Jordan personal Grace. yeah Jordan Jordan Grace can't Jordan say enough Grace can't say is... enough good things about Jordan Grace. I mean, I've I've, I've I've I have said it on several occasions, and I will toot this until the cows come home. Smarks that talk about intergender matches are not believable have not seen Jordan, Jordan Grace. Could have you seen her wrestle like? That she could the the ass, the generational image that I always point to is Jordan Grace versus Brian Cage. Yeah, and that's believable as hell to me. Yeah, it's like you look at you look at is... that face off. How does that not inspire mm-hmm. you? And what people forget is that that was not a one off. By the time that they made it to All Out, mm-hmm. that was their third. What? Okay. There was their third leading third. into All Out. Mm-hmm. And it was one and one. Yeah, I like Jordan Grace. I could, like, I'm trying to think of, like, somebody she wouldn't like. I, like, legitimately, I don't think, like, if it came out, like, 
Well, let's shoot, brother. Like, Jordan Grace could realistically beat about 99% like if, of, like, like if, male wrestlers. If and she, I'd buy it 100%. If she actively wanted to, she could be a crippler and go into business for herself. And everybody would be like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. That guy deserved it. All right. Yeah. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. I buy it I am 100%. not going to argue with Jordan Grace. No. Nope. And the fact that, you know, she's married to Gresham. And like, who I is also like an equally probably... scary and strong man. Who is very, very small. <laughs> I remember at the Progress show, like, Gresham worked at, and I was like, he's like 5'4", and he's just tying dudes up. Like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, so fun fact. Um, So, my grandmother on my dad's side was a 4'11 mm-hmm. Cherokee woman. And we had a we, awesome. we had a saying in our house that yeah she may be four foot eleven but when she's angry she stands up to about ten feet. Oh yeah, my I my great grandma was the same way. Mm-hmm. There's this legendary picture in my house of there's my grandma with a rifle and a deer on the front of their Volkswagen. My grandma was like four foot ten, and her husband was like six seven. So yep. they my go to my her grandpa was Irene. my grandpa was uh, a three hundred pounds six foot six man named Ham. Yep, uh, my grandpa Carl was six foot seven and about he was built but not like burly or nothing. They go up to Irene and go, "Hey, Irene, did Carl shoot that deer?" She goes, "Hell no, that's my deer. I killed that thing." <laughs> yep, and she was like insulted that they would think like she couldn't do it. So yep. it's like I love that. And that picture still hangs in my house to this day. Yep. Yep. It's like my stepmom like, my stepmom can can rock a Sega twelve. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's, don't uh, don't underestimate people, a woman with no, a gun. No. <laughs> now I'm going to get upset at people who don't think intergender wrestling is viable. Because Ooh. it's like it's such a stupid crutch to have. It's like the the pic like, the picture the picture the memed picture that I remember best is like it's the guy, uh, the 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 guy that is saying uh, intergender matches are not believable is being slammed down by somebody who has the retort of "You've believed in an undead wizard for thirty years." Yeah, true. Like, if you can believe the Undertaker was actually a dead guy, like, mm-hmm. what makes you think a woman can't whip a man? Back? And it's so it's so funny that like one of the key sticking points as well when the whole zombies thing happened was well how is that different with than the undertaker the undertaker's a zombie oh yeah but like it wasn't a movie tie-in zombie it wasn't like um yeah it, it, yeah it's it's just for for me the whole zombies thing was oh they didn't actively try to enter the ring they're like on the outside it's like why would they like every once in a while once like make its way into the ring? Well, like in, uh, in fairness, in fairness, you did see you did see that clip that went around of uh, there was a uh, there was an indie show that also had zombies, and they could not get into the ring because they had core strength, so they were just going in a circle around the outside. That that would make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Just go in a circle. Just go in a circle. But like every once in a while, like have one like trip over the stairs or something like. I, I get like you want to go for extra realism. Like have game. have like a prosthetic part to just randomly fall off their body. That'd be great. Yeah. Or just like have one like like I said have one like somehow make its way into the ring. Hey, hold on a second. Let me throw this guy out. Yep. All right, let's keep going. For sure. If you're gonna go campy like zombies, you might as well just dive all the way in and just have fun. For with sure. Because that's that's the thing is like 
The suspension of disbelief in pro wrestling is what you make of it. The greatest words mm -hmm. that have ever been uttered, uh, oddly enough, of all people, come from Jeff Jarrett. There, uh, when I was getting first into um, pro wrestling, I had mm -hmm. I at Half Price Books I picked up uh, the Complete Idiot's Guide to Pro Wrestling Version Two, and okay, and a DVD of the A and E documentary about the Unreal World of Pro Wrestling. And in that... I watched that so many times. So many times! <laughs> you remember? Do you remember the Jeff Jarrett quote? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm put you oh. on the spot. If you watched it ha as many times as I think you have. Oh, my gosh. It's been like... I, I remember going to get the DVD. I don't remember the quote from it. Okay. I can't think of it off the top of my I'll head. I'll go ahead and remind you. Mm -hmm. To those who believe, you need no explanation. To those who don't believe... No explanation will do. That's like the perfect, like... As is wrestling, as is in life. Yes. Because my wife, no matter how many times I've tried to get her to watch wrestling with me, she can't do it. She can't do it. And it's it's funny, because, like, like, one of the critiques that I have heard is, like, The Fiend, of all people, is kind of a barrier of entry to get in. Not because he's scary, but because... To an outsider, the fiend looks stupid. I've actually like okay. there there have been there have been a few yeah. stories that I have heard from people trying to get their wives in to watch or their wives, girlfriends, what have you, and it's like yeah. the fiend is the coolest thing ever. Just watch him, and watch him. the 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 no. belief there the suspension of disbelief is not there. Yeah, you like. Yeah, yeah, like, I'll just be like, hey, wife, come here, watch this match. There's nothing goofy. Just watch these two guys just wrestle each just other. Just wrestle. Her retort is always, oh, my God, is he smelling his balls? And I'm like, okay, honey, I get that you're not going to be into this. It's, I appreciate you trying. It's, it's okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flash back to, you know, college, <laughs> adolescent, 20-something me when I mm. was... When I was, you know, living with my with my mother. So, side note, spoiler alert. Um, my mm -hmm. my parents separated when I was thirteen, and so okay. that kind of that's kind of where some of that like, you know, going back and forth and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah so that stuff that happens that's for, that's that's for um Mr. Freud's couch for another time. Um, uh -huh. so my birth mom when whenever. I would try to get her into wrestling. I would mention when I mentioned TNA, the abbreviation that comes to mind is, you know, TNA. Yeah. Like what? A, what a commoner right. would think TNA would mm -hmm. would would stand for. Right. Mm -hmm. The the one time that she decided to to try to watch mm -hmm. Friday Night SmackDown, oh. two thousand five. What was the big rivalry oh, that no. happened in 2005 on SmackDown? The, oh, no, that wasn't Kane and Triple H. Was no, it? it was not. Oh. Oh, God. I'm 13. What is the big rivalry when I'm 13? Heel Eddie Guerrero. Oh. That rivalry in 2005. Hmm. Um, was the first show 
that my mother tried to Oh my to god, watch. was it the Dominic angle? It was the Dominic angle. Oh no. She her first exposure <laughs> to trying to watch wrestling was story time. Oh no. Five minutes in, she's just like, nope, I'm done. Nope. So there are nope, definitely things that pro wrestling does that it doesn't do any favors to bring in a new audience. Yeah. My my first thought when I think of things like that is Katie Vick. Katie Vick? Imagine if that was somebody's yeah. first exposure to pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of another quote I heard was, I think it was like 99 when like, Terry had a miscarriage on TV or something. Somebody goes, why? If that's somebody's first time watching this, yep. they're not going to watch this again. Nope. You're not going to boost ratings doing this. Why would you do that? I mean, Vince Russo thought it would boost ratings. Exactly. Yeah. So Because again, during that time, especially, you have what that catered to and that catered mm-hmm. to, you know, post-attitude era MTV white males. Exactly. We have come a long way uh, since then, and I'm so thankful. Come a for long that. way since then. Yeah. I I remember one time. Speaking of TNA, I was mm-hmm. watching. It was like 2007, 2008. My mom comes in, and we had uh, what was it TiVo? Yep. Pause. My mom comes in the room, and it pauses at the perfect moment when Velvet Sky is entering the ring. Oh. My mother sees this. Oh. Johnny, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> Mom, it's wrestling. No, this is not. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my dad is also a wrestling fan. Yep. Watch TNA. Comes in and goes, oh, hey, is this a new episode? Yeah, dad. He goes, okay, well, play it so your mother doesn't see this part. Okay, thanks, dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun my, interaction. My, my other remember. favorite memory when it comes to wrestling not doing favors for itself was um, my old college friends that, like, first really got me into pro wrestling. Uh, Mm -hmm. Told a story of, like, their nephew or something like that. Uh, Honey, what are you playing? Shut your mouth. I'm sorry, what did you say to me? (laughs) No, it's a video game. Oh. It's a video game. I have that game right Right? here. I have that game on my shelf. But, yeah, you you think about it. If you're just casually saying, what are you playing? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You're grounded. (laughs) You're grounded. Exactly. (laughs) Once again, that's one of the perks of having a dad who is also a wrestling fan. Yes. Because when I got my PS2 for Christmas, the game I got with it was SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. (laughs) So I could say that, and my mom would be like, oh, you're playing your wrestling game. Got it. Yep. Cool. Yep. You're not just tell, so, trying to tell me off. It's what is it? No, no, no. It's I'm playing a game. Thanks. Proper Dad. noun um, is shut no. your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Oh god, that's just what it was. That was good. Rapid fire, real <laughs> quick. Uh, what is your yes. what is your favorite pro wrestling game of all time? My favorite pro wrestling game of all time. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Probably either SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, or yes. um, oh god, Smack uh, SVR 06 and 07 are really good. I knew it. I knew it. And um, going off the beaten path. So 
me and my buddy, we play this game called TEW 2020. We play it on our streams all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a booking simulator. Okay. And I have put at least 300 hours in that game. No problem. But if we're talking like traditional wrestling games, it's probably those three. And there's a Japanese game called King's Coliseum 2. Ooh, that sounds fun. It has license from NOAA, All Japan, New Japan. Ooh. All of them are together. Plus, they throw in some like legendary guys and like some mixed martial arts fighters because this is when Pride was a really big thing. Sure. That game is phenomenal. That's so if cool. You can actually get the hang of it. And I have a soft spot in my heart for WCW versus NWO World Tour. Okay. Okay. So I, I grew up yeah, a PlayStation we, guy, so I didn't uh, I missed mm-hmm. out on a lot of the N sixty four stuff. I tried to catch up with it much later yeah. and I just didn't see the appeal. It wasn't I caught it much too late. So so I, I yeah. agree I agree with you with Here Comes the Pain and O six are definitely my top two. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention WrestleMania nineteen for the GameCube. I never had a GameCube until I was twenty three. Okay, so, so I never I've heard really, really good things about that game. So the the thing the thing played. you have to realize, it is more three D brawler beat 'em up. I was gonna say, is that the one where like the story mode is you're trying to sabotage WrestleMania? Yep, you're trying to sabotage okay. WrestleMania yep. because you're working for Stephanie, not WWE. Yes. And mm-hmm. level one, you're in a construction zone. Yep, I've seen footage of that. Tossing construction workers off the skyscrapers yep. <laughs> and the favorite clip of ah, eliminated. Yep. Yep, that's it. That's yep. the one. I've seen I've seen footage of that it's, before. It's so great. And and I will say the GameCube game specifically, like the Day of Reckoning Create a Character Day System. Day of Reckoning I've heard is really, really good. The Day of Reckoning Create a Character System is it's it's low key top tier. Because not because okay. you don't have like for for objects, you can mm-hmm. put multiple objects and you can rearrange the placing on where those objects are. So I was able to make an actual seraphim by placing three pairs of angel wings in different spots on his back because you're That's able to change awesome. the the pinpoint and the axis and all that. Yeah. So okay. So there's there's. I yeah, there's cool things like that. I didn't realize it was like that detailed. That's wonderful. But I would be lying if I was saying that uh, any of those games were the ones I put the most time in. Because okay, because I also had an Xbox. Uh, WWE okay. Raw 2. I've I've never played that game, but I've heard it is awful. So many good things about it. <laughs> it is it is <laughs> exactly. I've heard it's so bad that it's good. It is definitely in that so bad that is good category because it is the first of its kind where you can use cu- your custom soundtracks for entrance musics. <laughs> but because because it is a roster time. of sixty four characters with sixty four creative characters with generic templates. Mm-hmm. Uh, customization is limited in everything but the entrance. But I, but I have to, oh, but I have to say, I have to say specifically, allowing music in the entrance because as far as the template of how the entrance is built, oh yeah, you don't you you know how like in the later Raw vs SmackDown games you have like in the when he comes down the ramp he's going to use. X when he comes into the yes. ring he's going to don't have any of that you don't have that you don't have no. that 
This was 2003. 2003, 2004. Okay. So you had, you are stealing the template of an entrance for somebody. And the most that you can affect is which Titantron you're using, what music you're using, and what your lighting looks like. Oh, that's awesome. It's it's awesome. I can imagine. You... It's it's yeah. There's it's it's. I have a love hate relationship with it because you recognize how simultaneously limited and expansive everything created is, mm-hmm. and then you play it, and it's a mess. <laughs> oh god! It's it's it is it is that kind of mess that like they were really trying to match the aesthetic of Monday Night Raw at the time with all, like, the electric mm-hmm. and the jagged and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. And it kind of becomes a generic mess. The only reason that I spent so much time on that game was way back in the day, one of my friends convinced me that you could unmask Kane to the point where there was a fake website, I think it's still out there to this day, where if you look oh up, where if you look up, if you look up cheat codes oh. for Raw Two, on anything outside of Game Facts, there's some guy out there that claimed that if you went through ten seasons in Raw Two, oh jeez, uh-huh. you unmask Kane. I went That's through great. ten seasons of booking mm-hmm. to try to unmask Kane. <laughs> oh. And at that point, when Wait. when I went to season eleven and twelve, and it did mm. not, I was done. <laughs> I, I'm reading a I'm reading a form right now that is unmasked. Kane is confirmed. Kane can be unmasked. Why? If you got the game, look at his Titan drawn during his entrance, and it's his new one, Blad. <laughs> Blad Kane. Peace. <laughs> But the problem then, is the unmasked Kane Titantron is the mm-hmm. one that Mass Kane has. Yeah, yeah. For the model. Oh. The model is Mass, the Titantron is not. <laughs> it's that it's that disconnect like how the 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 following uh pile of garbage, WrestleMania twenty one that was mm-hmm. an Xbox exclusive. The buggy mess that that is. It's, I've heard. I can confirm from firsthand experience. Oh, I can tell you <laughs> the things that trigger it, which we will. Oh, wow. which, we will, which we will get to in a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. um, so Russell. Well, actually, perfect segue to it. WrestleMania twenty one is called WrestleMania 21, but it uses the set of WrestleMania 20. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. There are... Well, there... WrestleMania 2000 did the same thing. WrestleMania 2000 on the 64 uses the WrestleMania 15 stage, but instead of the big XV on the background, it just replaces it with a 2000. Oh, that's so weird. Um, <laughs> so, WrestleMania 21... Again, I, I this is this is definitely one of those that I will probably do like a YouTube feature video at some point in the future. That is a personal goal mm-hmm. to go through all the things. Just to give you an idea. I would love to see that. Just to give you an idea. If you select menu items wrong, 
you will freeze the game. What? <laughs> okay. In the cre- in the create a character spot. Mm-hmm. So okay. so for example, one I can tell you definitively, if you so like when you go to select your music and you go to the custom soundtracks, your you know every individual item you go down, it will play yes. that that song in real time as you're highlighting it. If you then select okay. a song from that and you try to go back to the menu again, it doesn't know what to do with, with itself. <laughs> that is one. Okay. one. That is one of many uh, bugs that I can <laughs> confirm from personal experience. Oh, I want to try this now. Just whatever you do, don't get too creative or too attached with your creative character because my recommendation is make sure that your character only has a single word name. Even though the keyboard offers spaces and special characters, do not use them because there is a particular point in the story where it will lock on the loading screen (laughs) and not advance. And the only way I have found to go past that is to have a generic single word name for the create a character. Oh my. Yep. Okay. Just prepare yourself for that. Oh, I can. Oh, this sounds fun. Okay, where are you? WrestleMania Uh, 21 for the original Xbox. If you want it that badly, one of my old D&D friends... Gave me his copy. I will, okay. I will, I will let you borrow that. <laughs> and I will not miss it okay. if that just happens to go missing. <laughs> okay. If you want to for, if no, you want I'll to do research for it. When, when I can get back up there, I'll take you All right. That, All right. <laughs> and feel my pain. Are there any other stories that you would like to share with me before we uh, before we start to uh, trail off into the sunset? Let's see. Um, what other good stories do I have? There's the time that Tommy Dreamer played trivia with me before Defy Show. Yo, let's hear about that. So, I think it was Defy, Portland. I think it was the second one it was the second or third one i don't remember which one it was I, there was snowing outside and so they were gonna let the vips in early but um they were gonna do like this there's like this wrestling pod i don't know them apparently they're somewhat of a big deal i don't know who they are though it wasn't brian doing, zane like, was it trivia before no 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 although i think that was the same show that i told brian zane that i subscribed to him on youtube and he drunkenly told me thank yep. you I've heard nothing but good things about um, Brian Zane. I would love the chance to just, you know, talk shop with him. I, I've i had that interaction with him. And then before Prestige Roseland as VIP, you got to talk to him for a second. He was totally yeah, cool. Yeah, he seems like a really like, good he guy. He seems like just a genuinely nice mm-hmm. dude. Um, so we're playing trivia. And it's like me and my buddies. And we're all playing. And then all of a sudden, we look over at our table. Because we're like all standing at a table together. Uh-huh. And Tommy Dreamer is just standing there. <laughs> we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Um... We were just like, what? Like, you're Tommy Drew. He goes, hey, guys, how you doing? Like, yo, Tommy, what's up? 
like want to hang out with you guys like yeah, yeah of sure. course like i'm not gonna tell tommy trooper no tommy just so seems like that, that guy where he'll just where oh he was wherever he, was wherever totally, he like went. he helped us like a couple questions we finished like third out of like nine groups oh cool. man i got a little john cena little tiny keychain thing out of it like, oh, that's cool whatever and then tommy trooper's like okay all the vip people gotta go back outside uh-huh. so me and my friend jeff go outside because we're good boys mm-hmm. And then my buddies, Derek and Tim, they just hung back and just drank beers with Tommy Dreamer before the show. And then he was like, well, they didn't tell us to leave. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. It's, you know, I froze it's, outside while it's, it's snowing. It's that uh, Jerry Lawler logic of it's all legal until you get caught. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's also how we... Sorry, Matt and Jim, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I may have done this before. Defy show also. Me and my friends, they're going, okay, any other VIPs, stick your hands out. We stuck our hands out as a joke. Marked an X. All right, go on in. All right, thanks, guys. See you later. That was one. And then uh, that also happened at the Progress show. Hero got us in early. Love them to death. Hero is the um, absolute best. I, I have nothing but good things Hero. to say about that, man. They're, I have nothing but good things to say about them. Actually, at the Red Stern incident, after I do the dive, mm-hmm. I remember... Like, I get this like weird adrenaline blackout thing. Like, oh... I remember like trying to get up and then I see Ethan hit the ropes and come back. I'm like, I'm going to do more damage to me and them if I move. So I might as well just brace for impact at this yep. point. I remember, I remember catching them and my goal was hold on for dear life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Momentum's gone. Let them down gently. Hero grabs me by the shirt, pulls me out. And instead of like, dude, what the hell? Blah, blah, blah. Hero just looks at me and goes, are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm good. He goes, are you sure? Yep. Yeah. I know. Like that was awesome. Like, I don't want to do that again, but it, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Hero, hero is right, hero is okay. definitely that guy where, like, you think he's going to be pissed off with you, but then he's going to be like, dude, that was awesome, oh, man. no. No, Hero was like, dude, nice catch. I'm like, thanks, yeah. Hero. Yeah. That was, like, one of the favorite parts of Defy shows for me was, like, when Hero would run the ropes during intermission and collectively dude, more and more. The like, you still got show, a chance. Just start cheering for yeah, him. the you still got a chance oh, yeah. are, so, are so wonderful to be a part of and... and just boom, boom, boom. that was a okay so speaking of big defy pops probably the biggest one ever at a defy show was swerve beating aries for the belt <laughs> i believe and then it. number two was hero being announced as a surprise participant <gasps> in a, like a tag team match or something somebody pulled out hero came in oh. and everybody lost their damn minds oh that's so wonderful that, that was that was a truly just that was amazing just, oh my god it's hero <laughs> Talk about a feather like, in your cap, so man! Annoying. Holy crap! Oh, heroes, heroes, good heroes, people. Heroes, so good. Yeah, it's. Uh... And then there's the time that uh, I forgot. It was one of the shows. Super crazy was that, and I think it was like Icky versus like Travis Williams or something. It comes full it's, circle we because I. Balcony. It comes full circle because I just interviewed. I just reviewed um, without a cause a seat at the table where it was my first introduction. Yeah, I listened to that. It was uh, my first introduction to actually. Yeah, I didn't know about um, Icky before watching that show, oh, yeah. so I'm glad to see that he was still oh, getting work after Judas that. Icarus, it, like I'll put it out here, like of like the local local talent, mm-hmm. like that kid's gonna be a star. So like good. Icky is so good. I love I. I bought shirts for Icarus. Like that kid is mwah, watch more. Judas Icarus is going to be legit. Okay. Um, so anyways, he's wrestling. I think it was Travis Williams or something. It's super crazy. Comes by and just starts just chatting with all of us, blah, 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 whatever. Like, Hey, super crazy. What's up? And then super crazy. looks at me and he's like, 
tells me, I don't even remember what he says. And then there's a big spot. You're whoa, like so, like somebody hit something, mm-hmm. slaps my chest. Goes, you freaking idiot! You made you missed the spot. What are you doing? I'm like, god damn it, super crazy. Yep. He's just like, you missed the spot, dude. Like, god damn it. Like, I was not talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just slapped my chest. We just gave each other a high five. We smiled so and walked funny. off. It's like, god damn it. There's there's really nothing but, like a Defy uh, show. If 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 anybody that's listening hasn't like been it. to Seattle to to see a Defy show. You owe it to yourself to I go. Go to a Defy show. I want. I keep hearing rumblings of Without a Cause. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've never been to one of their shows. Um, they announced Nick Gage for a show. Me and my buddy were planning on going up for that, but then, haha, world shut down. Yep. Prestige is also really, really fun. I've only been to one show of theirs, but it was really, really good. And um, um, I think it's a. Cl- oh, I was just going to say something to keep your eye out for. I unfortunately was not able to. Uh, attend this last night but kendall um had a one-off show um stirrings might be that it might not be a one-off uh oh that's cool. yeah um let me see if i can pull this up she had a show uh over at the uh fitness quest mma up in auburn Oh, yeah, I saw the post. Yeah, it's like killer lineup. You had Danica, Desi Dorada, and uh, Kendall for the main event. Um, okay. So. I think I saw like Sonico was on the card also. Sonico was there. Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Wayne was part of it. Uh, That's another guy I need to see at some point. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about the, Nick the Wayne. One, the one I that I'm kicking myself that I, that, I, that I didn't see was... Um, uh, Jesus Jr. versus uh, Caden Cassidy. I uh, I've seen Caden in Portland a few times. I've never seen Caden. I don't know. I think Caden wrestled. I think Jack had a Defy show once. Sounds about right. But uh, yeah, I I I will say that like, um, you know, again, I I don't like to usually like seem like a name dropper but uh Caden is mm. is uh, kind of equal up there with uh with Ethan on people that I talk to on the regular to just kind of get like advice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh Caden's good people. I actually uh I've heard good things about Caden. Yeah. Like I, said, I have a buddy who's more in the Portland scene than I Sure. And they've always talked very highly of Caden. Yeah, for sure. And uh and uh, I believe uh he like our first interaction was at the previously mentioned show that shall not be named because I was um I was uh doing a training session with uh because uh, before the show um uh Black Sheep Dave Turner offered a training session and um as I because because the way that the the bar was laid out you had uh Basically, they cleared out the employee room in the back for the wrestlers mm-hmm. to change clothes. And um, I didn't know that I was allowed to go in there. So, like, when I changed from my casual clothes into my training clothes, I used the bathroom. And then afterwards, they're just like, no, just just, just come in here. And Caden uh, oh, and I exchanged pleasantries. Like, he actually extended and introduced himself to me being in wonderful. the in, in the locker room when it's like, 
I don't feel like I deserve being here. I was just here for training. <laughs> but no, Caden is Caden well, is a Caden is a phenomenally nice dude, and um, we I've heard nothing but we we now. talk every so um, often about we we plan on having a uh, Dreamcast fighting game tournament at some point down the road. That sounds it's, wonderful. I'm garbage, but I, so I will watch you guys play. But I will not participate. I mean, moral support is is always appreciated. I, will, every, every, I am there. For every it. every event needs a Jimmy Hart. Hey, that, I can do that. Can you be I Can, can you be the Jimmy piece. Hart for us? I can be Jimmy Hart. That'd no be problem. Amazing. All right. So um, <laughs> so actually, I lie. There's a couple of things that I want to uh, discuss before we before we close this off. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I put up a wrestling question poll. Um, I basically okay. had a, a loose format, and uh, we're going to go over the question, um, get your thought, and go over some of the answers that were presented. Let's, let's so, a uh, question that I posed to the Twitterverse. I said, where is the line between a good heel and a bad heel for you? Good and bad are subjective, so whatever those mean to you. That's actually a really good question. Mm -hmm. Because everybody um, has, you know, because good and bad are subjective. I feel like a good heel knows where to draw the line. Like, you can see people, like, be, do, like, heel antics and take it just a bit too far. Like... In terms of, like, crowd interaction, mm -hmm. like, but it's, I feel like knowing where to draw the line and, like, knowing, I feel it's more important in, like, a story sense. Sure. For the heel to tell their side more than, like, the baby face. The heel needs to give you a reason to hate him. The baby face just needs to go out there and beat that. Sure. So a good, a good heel will make you, they'll make you want to see them lose mm -hmm. more than see the baby face win. Right, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and definitely, uh, there are uh, sentiments that that match that exactly. Um, we have at Tarzan Geef mentions. Uh, he says, "A good heel, I should want to see beaten up. A bad heel just makes me want to change the channel." One of my favorite exactly. good heels was Triple H ninety nine two thousand run. I was so eager to see him finally get his comeuppance. Meanwhile, Baron Corbin's chill manager ran me off WWE TV. Mm -hmm. That's, oh my God. Like when you got that 99, 2000, where it's like him and Stephanie just like being those little jerks. And you just want to see them just. Mm -hmm. See, that's a good heel. Mm -hmm. I, they, they nailed it. For sure. Uh, we have uh, at Captain underscore Supreme. Uh, who also did my avatar on Twitter, which uh, shout outs to him. Uh, give him some work because uh, he does amazing, uh, amazing work. Uh, a good heel is still entertaining, whether it's promos or in-ring ability. A bad heel is just boring. So again, matching, matching. I should be as I should be able to want to see you, even if I hate you. There are times, even in the local scene, where I've seen somebody come out as a heel and I've just walked away. Mm-hmm. Like oh, here's my piss break. Yep. I should never. That should never happen. Speaking speaking of uh, local, big bad booty daddy Charlie Edge two five three. He says, <laughs> "I would great. I would say, this may be only me. Miz is the definition of good heel. 
like his character annoys me, but when I see him out of character, I'm like, you know, for a Browns fan, this dude is okay. I don't think he gets enough credit, really. He really doesn't. Like, he's one that's grown on me over the past few years. For sure. Like, wow, this dude's been around forever, but he's always been, like, consistently, like, not setting the world on fire, but he's been good. Well, he does He does the job that he's supposed to do. and he Exactly. And, and, and I feel like that's so important nowadays. Yeah. We have, I respect him. We have at Strive Indigo with the two-parter he says a good heel i will watch because i want to see them get beat up humiliated lose their title etc a good heel keeps me invested in the storyline and they create the heroes a bad heel is just there you aren't looking forward to them you don't care about their matches baby faces also don't feel any stronger or more prestigious for having beaten a bad heel bad heels don't get the baby face over they're simply heels for the sake of it one thousand percent. It's like I said, the 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 essence of the storytelling of the heel is so much more important to me than it is the baby face. Because the heel not only has to make himself look good, they have to make their opponent look good as well. Mm-hmm. And a bad heel is not gonna do that. Like if I just want to see you lose, but I don't want to see this person beat exactly. you like, why should I care? And the uh, and the icing on the cake at I Shining Wizard says at this point, anything that doesn't follow under the typical cowardly heel, I consider decent. True. True. <laughs> Give me somebody who's like, I messed with your stuff. Oh, you're going to fight me for yeah. it? Yeah. Cool, let's do that. That's my goal. Like, like, give me more of Like, that. watching some vignettes yes. of, like, heel managers from, like, the 80s, even, like, local, like, local territory stuff, and early WWF promos where like heels and especially heels managed by heel managers. Um, mm-hmm. There is just something about, they know how to grab the attention of people on the screen. It's like, mm-hmm. you look at like everybody that was gunning after dusty roads and every, Oh yeah. And then uh, another good one mm-hmm. is, uh, Bobby Heenan. I still think Bobby, Bobby Heenan is probably the greatest manager of all Bobby time. Bobby Heenan has definitely warmed up to me in the last few months because I've been binging. Like you just look at him just being a weaselly little snot. But it's also but it's also stuff. like he is so quick. I've uh, I've been in the last few mm-hmm. months binging uh WCW on Peacock because WCW was after my time. Yeah. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. came in around the Bischoff era, so I completely missed all that. And oh, and okay. I am so impressed with like the the constant Heenan bickering commentary. that Bobby Heenan and Tony Schiavone do that does not drive oh, yeah. me away from the TV. No, it's it feels like an accent to what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from and it as to it. Exactly. It's not Jerry the King Longo. Ooh, Bobby. Yeah. It's yeah. here's a sneak here's a sneaky little quip about the baby face of the match. The face commentator's like, dude, shut up. Right. Or like, uh, right. It's it's uh it's it, you're, it you're really full of yourself, aren't you? And then he has another quip to go with that. It's it's like arguing with your dad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's charming. Right. It's weirdly and see, charming. I wish that if if Jerry Lawler was more well known for his one liners rather than being a gross old man, he would have a better <laughs> reputation. Because here's the thing, he <laughs> reminds me of my uncle. With with like the, yeah. With like with like those kind of jokes, everybody has an uncle or a relative of some description 
that has those kind of one liners. <laughs> yeah. My dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Jerry Law Jerry Lawler, the the good one one liners is somebody's dad somewhere, but unfortunately he oh, yeah. he, he has that other reputation that we don't necessarily like. We don't talk, we don't about, talk that about that. If you th- if you're it's just Jerry Lawler from like ninety like six to like two thousand, it's fine. Oh, I that, couldn't please. even stand him then because I went back and watched. Oh, really? I like I going back and watching some of the promos and stuff. Him being mm-hmm. like heel Lawler, like heel bad guy wrestler Lawler from that time, especially when he was like under Jake the Snake skin. Oh, I couldn't stand yeah. him. Like oh, really? like it's 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 that very scathing like. It's it's almost like a role reversal where Lawler is pulling mm-hmm. a Kaufman to me. Okay, I can see I can see that. Yeah. Okay. It's it's like you know how like the wells that Kaufman would go to during that Lawler feud. It's almost like turnabout is fair play, especially when you listen okay. to like the words that he had for Lawler and how or um, Lawler having the words for Lawler. That's perfect um lawler having the words for Kaufman. uh roberts yeah yeah roberts mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah you know like i said heels um heels and face dynamics are different to different people and that's why we mm. try to entertain these kind of conversations and, and have discussions yeah. about them and it's not a matter mm-hmm. of who's right and who's wrong and whose opinion sucks and who doesn't it's you know we are all you know, we we all experience the zeitgeist of all... wrestling differently. Yeah, it's try to get as much of it as you can. For sure, and then you just have exactly. Fun with it. That's and that's the thing. At the end of the day, if you're having fun, who's it hurting? So, bef- so final final uh, line of questions before we uh, send you off into the sunset. And thank you so much for uh, oh. devoting the uh, the time to uh, recording this session no today. So, uh, as, uh, as listeners of the show will know, uh, for first time guests, I will try to have a behind the actor's studio level of questionnaires, uh, that I will be presenting to first time guests. And so since you listened to the last episode, you are no different when you're in the hot seat. So... So, uh, we are going to use (laughs) nine of the traditional ten... Um, behind the actor studios questions, uh, coined by the late great James Lipton, uh, we are going to uh, replace one of them with a more uh, career-focused question. Which, by the way, clarify for me, what is uh, what is it that you do for a living? Uh, I am an I, so my official title is I am an optician. I pretty much take I uh, take prescriptions. I make glasses. Okay. I do all that stuff. If That's you had it. a dream occupation, what would you be doing? I had a dream. Okay, so this like progressed differently as I got sure. older. When I was like super young, I wanted to be a pro hockey player. Okay, that was like my goal growing okay. up. Okay. Uh, when I was in like my teens, I was like, you know what, a lawyer would be kind of cool. But then I was like, no, nah, probably not. If you had to ask me now, it'd probably be like some form of like doctor or something. Oh, that's very noble of you. I really like all those answers. That's really cool. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be uh kind of hard to twist that one question but we'll 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 get to that when that comes along so um so uh first of all uh uh, johnny what is your favorite 
word. Not your favorite curse word, just favorite word. My f- my favorite word. It's going to sound kind of cheesy, but I like the word hello. Hello is a good word. Just because of like all of the possibilities sure. that can like spring out of it. And it's hello is probably like my favorite word. Hello is a good word. I like that. I like that answer. It's a good word. Uh, what is your it's least word. favorite word? Again, no curse words. What's my least favorite word? <laughs> uh mustard. Ooh. <laughs> just just the why. way so that it rolls off the tongue. Like, it it definitely has a bit of disdain yeah. in the way you say it. Mustard. Mustard. Just like the first oh, that was one of those. What's the first when I think of gross? What's the worst thing I think of? Mustard. mustard. Oh. Yeah. Now, now, now that you now that you put it that way, it's like Yeah, and it, especially how it has like that that guttural sort of enunciation mustard. to it. It's like yeah. you almost have to be snooty in order to appreciate it. I like that answer. <laughs> uh johnny what turns you on what turns me on uh good people who are like genuinely just from the heart who can just connect with people and that was also salon's answer that's i really appreciate that uh yeah. on the on the opposite end johnny what turns you off liars liars people I don't. I was raised very much of no matter what, always tell the truth. Sure. Um, even little white lies, are like eh, they're fine. But if it's something like somewhat serious, just don't. Just be up. Uh, no matter the consequences, just try and be as honest as possible. Good on you, Johnny. I really like these answers. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, Johnny, what sound or noise do you love? On it, like. I, I, there's nothing that sound that I love more than like the pitter, like it's kind of weird. And I'm going to get like when the, like my dogs, or my cats are like walking down the hall oh, and you hear the little pitter. Yeah. Patterns, just, that's, that's my favorite. It's, I love it's great because it's like the anticipation of, you know, what's coming and it's, it's, it's always mm-hmm. good. And it's like, you know, it's like at the end of like when they turn that yeah. corner, like, Oh my God. Hi. I like that. I like that a lot. That's that's probably my favorite noise. On the opposite end, what sound or noise do you hate? <sighs> Crying. Yes. Whether it's babies, people, like anything, just crying. It's that's that's a really tough. That's a really good answer. Um, I uh, I have been told by a few like spiritually minded people that I am an empath, mm-hmm. so my emotions are directly affected by the emotions of others. And it makes okay. perfect sense oh, yeah. because um did you ever play the Legacy of Kane video games? No, but I They are very I good. Um the the mm-hmm. last one for PlayStation 2 and Xbox was Legacy of Kane Defiance. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did this thing um so Raziel uh his his levels are more within this outworld, spirit world sort of thing. But you can also, like, in the part of the background ambiance is hearing, like, the agony of the souls that wander there. Sort of think of, like, the pool of souls oh. in uh, Hercules, mm-hmm. but in a more... It's it's a gothic-themed game, so that kind of adds to that yeah, aesthetic. Yeah. I have to... I have to play those levels with the volume down because I can't stand... I can't. Oh no, that sounds. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like the the game for the most part is really good. Just those parts of the level I don't like. Just those parts mm-hmm. like there's 
like another really one that's it's gonna sound weird, but uh, was it Yoshi's Island when Mario's like crying? The baby Mario. Uh, yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sound. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's like for some people, for some people, it induces panic, and for others, it induces just anger and being pissed off. It's just it's just not a good sound. Just like get me that. <laughs> yes, crying. please. <laughs> Nothing else matters. Just stop, stop crying. crying. <laughs> um. We touched on this a little bit. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Other than my own. So wrestling themed. I, I like I've never wanted to be like a pro okay. wrestler. I've always wanted to be a referee. Very cool. I've always thought that would be the most okay. fun. Because it's like I'm not taking a lot of wear and tear on my body. But it's still I'm part of everything. And I'm like an important sure. piece of the machine. I think that would be like the that best does part really... is just being a mm-hmm. referee. Well, you know, it's never it's never I, too it's... late, and there's uh, there's plenty of schools it's never out too there. Too late. There's actually a new school apparently opening down here. Is there? But it's like, uh... yeah. From what I've heard, I know somebody who is going to go into okay. it as a wrestler, and from I believe it's ran by I think the name I heard was Ricky Gibson. Oh, that that is from, a good uh, shout. Okay, I it's. I've thought about it, but it's like I don't really have time. Message me the details more, after like, the show. I would be interested in finding more. Oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will... Johnny, what profession would you not like to do? What would I not like to do? Okay, so earlier I said I would like to be a doctor. I couldn't do it on anything with kids. Sure, sure. Like That's very fair. pediatric surgery sure. or like pediatric like ICUs. I couldn't sure. do that. That's the one thing that would be a hard no sure. for me. That's that's very fair. I I definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, although my favorite part of my job now is when I help kids like see better. That's good. Like you get kids with like really high prescriptions, sure. and it's like, oh hey, now, now you can, can see. see again, and yeah. I help with that. That's really cool. That's really good. That's a really good answer. But that's not a life or death. No, it is not. It is not. Like I uh, <laughs> I. I can for a that. while, I wanted to be a veterinarian until I job shadowed a veterinary clinic, and I couldn't do it. Oh, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I've got two dogs and mm-hmm. two cats. It's just, oh, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I just think of my yeah. own babies. All right, so uh, a little twist on uh, the la- on the previous question that I gave Salon. Uh, I gave him the uh, I-, I gave him the the task of building a dream video game because he was a developer. Uh, he helps kids develop mm-hmm. uh, games effectively. Um, okay. Since it is a little bit more difficult for such noble professions to be like, what is your dream noble profession? Um, because you've already kind of touched a little bit on that. We'll we'll stick with the wrestling theme for this one. I want okay. you to, off the top of your head, build your dream card of like two or three matches. Okay. Two or three matches off the top of my head. So there's gonna be there's gonna be like a junior heavyweight style match. Okay. There's gonna be a women's match, a tag match, and then like your like okay. main event, like workhorse sure. guys. Um women's match dream off the top of my head would be jazz versus game okay um junior flippy boy type stuff would be osprey versus i want to say owen hart would be really okay really so we're, we're crossing the lines here okay i like this yeah oh yeah oh yeah like if we're talking okay. dream cards okay sure sure it's an issue i know exactly sure, what i'm sure. doing 
Um, tag match would be uh, Arn and Tully versus probably the Ooh, Road Warriors. Oh, that's a good one. And then my main event is Ric Flair versus Mitsuharu. <laughs> Consider that an instant five-star classic. Now, what would you call that? Oh, yes. I play a lot of booking simulators. I've had plenty of practice with this one. Which, again, that, that will perfectly segue into your promotion spot at the mm-hmm. end of this, because that'll be something that I'll be asking about. So what would you call What would you call this? Well, what would your, I call Your dream show, show, what, what oh would you God. call it? I, probably something cheesy like WrestleFest or something. <laughs> it works! Something like that, because I feel like... It gets sure. the point across. Like, hey, here's what sure. it says. It, it works. Mm-hmm. All right. Johnny, final question for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are a religious man, but if heaven exists, what would you like to hear your God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? You were a good person. You treated people fairly, and you did the best you could for that welcome. Because it's that's what I, I I know I'm not always necessarily going to make the right decisions or like lawful. I'd throw out like an RPG term like lawful sure. one, but you always did what you felt was right, and that you felt was the most helpful. And for that, thank you. Like not like thank you, but like you know, like hey, you did a good job. That's wonderful. That, that that would be it for me, Johnny. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's uh, it was thank it was you a, so much for it was having a fun. Me. It was fun to just talk <laughs> it out and just just nerd out and with a with a local Defy fan. It's fantastic. Now yeah, now before anytime. we go, glad we finally got. Yeah, to for sure, because we've been talk we've been talking for a minute <laughs> and then just haven't haven't yeah. had it happen and now we finally were able to. Um, yeah. Johnny, where can these fine people that listen to this podcast find you? Easiest place to find me if you want to hear me rant about incomprehensible things while playing good to bad video games. Twitch.tv slash the number two dudes with cats. It's a stream me and my dear friend Phil run together. We'll play a lot of wrestling games we've watched. We tend to watch wrestling shows together. Um, in fact, we got banned for that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but we're back now. Um, so he was streaming double or nothing. Like oh, We yep. always have like a little screen in the mm-hmm. corner. Never really had a problem, but we're always playing something while that's happening. Um, while I was gone, one of our followers or one of our subs, dear friend of ours, is like, "Hey, just make it full screen for a couple minutes." Oh no! Apparently, he had it full screen for like oh, two no. minutes. Stream died. He got an email saying we'd been banned for forty-eight yep. hours. So now we're like, okay, small. Um, like every Thursday, we watch Dark Side of the Ring when it debuts for us. Um, and then yeah, we just play games, talk, chit chat. We always enjoy interacting with everybody. Uh, Twitter handle is the same thing. Twitter.com slash number two dudes with cats. Me personally, Twitter.com slash Johnny Del Taco. Uh, that's about Fantastic. it. Um, just come by and say hey. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I came in and dropped Thank in and so said much. hey when you were playing uh, Truck Simulator. And that's how... My weird, mindless drift off game. It is surprisingly soothing. Simulator. I was... Imp- it's surprising. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just... I knocked think I've knocked simulators for a long time, and then I was watching this one. I'm just like, oh, I can see the appeal. Like to you this. said, it's a good way to just release mm-hmm. and just here's a pretty menial task sure. to do that will take up a little bit sure. of time. 
you have to focus, but it's not like, uh, yeah, it's it's a good mental just just unwind. Which thing. makes me wonder why there's competitive farming simulator, but you know, to each their own. I don't, I don't get that. Must <laughs> <laughs> be fun, damn it. Especially the, the weirdest thing I found is that some of the regulars that play farming simulator are farmers. I've heard the same thing about truck simulators. <laughs> I, I read a story once of a guy I was like, this guy drives his truck like 100 miles or like 100 hours a week. And then he gets off and he keeps playing truck simulator. And then he goes, why? Why do you do that? Because he goes, it's just what I enjoy mm-hmm. doing. I enjoy driving like this. And if it's like, yeah, you know what? I get to do it in a little less stress-free environment. Like, yeah, what the hell? Why not? And he just enjoys doing it. So, yeah, Meanwhile, that. my favorite knock to any of the current WWE video games was when... Uh, they they interviewed Big Show about what his favorite game was. And he says, I don't like most of the games because I feel like I'm playing work. <laughs> That's why like his favorite is, oh. <laughs> is uh, WWE All-Stars because it's just beating up on people. Mm-hmm. It's just beating yeah. up people and just doing so stuff fun. and just having a good time. All-Stars is so fun. Johnny, uh, thank you so much for your time. and. Really uh fun. Of course. Thank absolutely. you so much and for we having will, me on. We will time. definitely have to do this again soon. And... Uh, uh, for sure. Hopefully, we can get up there soon. And actually, there's a potential road trip plane for this weekend up north. So if we head up there, I'll definitely. Ooh, all right. Yes, please do keep me informed. I miss. We miss Dick's cheeseburgers so much. <laughs> <laughs> Dick's is good. However, um, Dick's is real. However, good. if you if you come down to my stomping grounds, I will have to introduce you to Frisco mm-hmm. Freeze and Jubilees. Oh, I yes, please. Okay. That yes, come down to T-Town. I will show you what's up. All right. Awesome. I will definitely hit All you right, up. Thanks, then. John. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Not a problem. Uh, boom. So what we're going to do real quick is we... Yep. Before we go, I need to clarify a few things. No, AVGN did do the intro, and I'm not actually mad at. This is a text-to-voice program found on Oberdeck.ai, and it's making it a lot easier to finish up the things that needed to get done on this episode out to you in a timely fashion. So Sol can finally get this out to you. He's been dying to get this done. He really enjoyed his talk with Johnny Redshirt and hopes you enjoyed listening to it. Please leave your comments on Twitter at SoulRestals if you would like this to be a recurring feature. Or just relegate this in the Forever No Gustav box. Here in Input is essential to the direction of this program. To steal a Brian's name joke, enjoy heckin' a sick on Sunday. And here's hoping Soul not being a tired sleepy boy after workout sessions. I'll steal the closing line this time. Do what Tanami told you and stay golden. Take care of each other. We are in this together.